0: And it's one of those things that does feel deeply unfair, but it's like, what's the other answer? Like, (laughs) what's the solution? to today's podcast episode. And before I tell you about this episode, let me first of all say congratulations to those parents and carers who have made it through the school holiday period. It can be a very long school holiday break. And I say congratulations like, oh, it can be a big exhale to get back to that routine and rhythm and, you know, all of that stuff. But I also know there will be a lot of parents listening today who may be experiencing that relief that the holiday period is over, but now you may be holding your breath for other reasons, like how is their day going to go? (laughs) I'm speaking for myself. I know that today, like, if you're listening in real time Thursday, it's the boys' first day back at school, and I just know that I'm going to have to try and keep super busy all day because I'm going to be thinking about how it's going for them. They're both apprehensive. We've had a lot of conversations uh, just in the lead up to school. And sometimes I feel like day one goes well because it's a bit exciting and it's more like day two, day three, day four, where the wheels can kind of start to come off a little bit. It can be a really overwhelming time for kids. I can remember even like as being as young as the boys, like 10 years old and finding those last few days of school holidays really hard because that impending feeling of doom is just ever present. So, on one hand there can be that, oh, like we made it. School holidays is done and dusted. And then on the other hand it can be like, oh you're still like constricted. So, I hear you. I feel you if you can relate to that experience. Switching lanes a little bit. Today's episode This is a conversation with Michelle Battersby. Now, Michelle is the co-founder and chief marketing officer at Sunroom. It's a creator app for women and non-binary creators to make money, to share freely and connect intimately with their communities. If you follow me on Instagram, you've likely seen me now share my link for Sunroom because after my conversation with Michelle, I was so intrigued and truly so inspired So I jumped over and checked it out and I am now using Sunroom. But when I had this conversation with Michelle, I hadn't yet tried it for myself. This is actually part one of our conversation. Part two will go live on Monday and we talk a little bit more about being an entrepreneur. Michelle shares her own story and her own experience. And we talk about the creator economy more in that conversation This episode today, part one, is much more focused on Michelle's experience of finding out that she is pregnant. I loved chatting with Michelle because I always find it so enjoyable when you can sit down and just have a very open and raw chat with someone and feel like they're being vulnerable with you because I think it then allows you to be vulnerable as well. And I just love that when Michelle shared her pregnancy news, she shared it with these extra layers of vulnerability. And she spoke about the struggle of having these conflicting emotions and purposefully having to put having a baby off because she has prioritized her career. We talk about things that can feel really unfair when it comes to motherhood. And I wanted to just flag that in the intro because if you are listening right now and you're going through a infertility journey of your own, hearing someone say unfair in relation to a pregnancy announcement could be really upsetting and triggering. And I want to be really clear that there is not a single word spoken in this conversation that is intended to cause upset or is said in a flippant, or malicious way. It is, however, a very real conversation about how sometimes when you see a positive pregnancy test, it's not always instant elation for every single person. I know for so many people, getting that positive pregnancy test is, it's pure joy, it's excitement, you're ecstatic. But for other people, positive pregnancy test can bring up so many conflicting emotions and I think it's really important that we hear about people who have had that experience because if we put words around that experience it allows other people to feel more accepting I think of their own experiences and to show more compassion for the complex nature of this life-changing event So that's a bit of a trigger warning for anyone who is listening today. We obviously talk about pregnancy. We talk a bit about infertility and egg freezing. We don't go too deep into it, but it is certainly spoken about. This is just a conversation between two people, and I hope that it provides some comfort or some insight to those of you who are listening. As I said, this is part one of my conversation with Michelle Stay tuned for part two. I loved speaking with her. Let's get into today's episode. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members, in that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen. Linen
0: Michelle, recently you shared your pregnancy announcement via Instagram and you gave a lot more context than we're used to seeing in a typical Instagram pregnancy announcement. Can you share a little Mm -hmm. bit of that context with our listeners?
1: Yes, so I'd... I mean, the interesting thing about when you find out you're pregnant is I guess you've got this time period to to process it. You know, I'm not necessarily saying I agree with the whole waiting for 12 weeks thing, but it does give you some time to process it, get your head around it. And I think that moment of finding out you're pregnant looks different for everyone. It's deeply personal. It's circumstantial. There's privilege embedded in it hardship potentially grief um so it's a very complex moment and I just didn't feel like I could just come out with a pregnancy post um and it's fine if you do do that but for me it had been a really it had been a complex time fertility was something that had been on my mind for about five years I hadn't felt like I should have a child because I've been so focused on my career and I'd been made to feel like having a child would be detrimental to my business, my ability to raise money. I'm in the tech industry. I have a venture-backed startup. I have a lot of investors. I have a team that depends on me. And we're in a really critical growth phase right now. So I just always fed myself this narrative that it would be really selfish of me to have a baby because I would be putting myself and my own personal desires above my business and my team and my investors. And that's like a whole other story, but because there had been so much, I suppose, deep thinking from my side and so much, yeah, built built up angst around this moment. I felt like I needed to articulate that when I announced my pregnancy, because I just thought I can't be the only one. And I was finding myself needing that content as I was processing it. I was trying to find content of people that had really struggled in that moment. And so that was a big part of why I shared the story.
0: Because there are so many nuances to that moment when you find out you're pregnant. And as you said, like there's a variety of different factors that come into play. But I think even just verbalizing that for some people, when they get that positive test result, the initial response isn't always elation and joy for a lot of people it is fear it is shock it is like a deep deep almost a grief in a way for what you think you're about to lose or what you know you're about to lose and there's a lot of pressure on us as women you know you hear some people say oh you can have it all and then other people say you can't have it all and it's just a Mm. lot like
1: there's a lot going on for us absolutely yeah I think um the, the grief was a big part, like your sense of self almost changes in the blink of an eye, you know, you are no longer who you were 10 minutes earlier. Um, you don't really know what you don't know what it's going to look like as well. So I think that's where a lot of the fear comes from, especially in those first few months when you know it's a really sensitive time, uh, you know it may or may not be something that actually ends up happening for you. And I, I agree. I do think there's a lot of pressure on us. And I think that's why we often do see quite simple, happy posts because I also feel like many of us have been made to feel like that's the only acceptable only path. Yes. And I I was also very conscious I never want to come across as ungrateful. You know, I know I'm so fortunate to be in this position and to be pregnant and I don't take that for granted, but that doesn't mean I am elated and it is just happiness and it is easy. Uh, There's just many layers to it.
0: Yeah, it's both and I am grateful and I am grieving what I think I'm going to lose or what I know I'm going to lose. So it's definitely overwhelming. And I often think it's a really interesting juxtaposition that physiologically we are primed to have babies, you know, in our 20s, in our early 30s, But yet that's also the time when we're striving in our career. And it is really, really unfair, I think, in a way, and not just even with the striving for the career. I often think, gosh, you know, I had my boys when I was 27. I wish that they got the 36-year-old version of me. Like, you know, I Mm. wish that I had that extra life experience when I first had the kids, but you have them when you have them. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of different things at play With how our
1: life unfolds and timing? Yeah, I think it being unfair is just a great way to put it because where a lot of my thinking was, you know, where I was kind of channeling into was it just sucks that this is really a fear that women carry. How will this affect my career? Will it affect my career at all? Will it be celebrated? Will I be disadvantaged because I'm pregnant? Am I delaying certain opportunities? It's just something that unfortunately is quite gendered and I'm not okay with that. You know, I did a poll on my Instagram where I asked, uh, over 3,000 women responded, and I asked the question, do you feel like having a baby will jeopardize your career? And 86% of women said yes. And I asked another question, which was, would you feel scared telling your employer that you're pregnant? And 68% of women said yes. And I think that's where a lot of my fear was stemming from and why I had this view that having a baby could be a bad idea because I had seen people be disadvantaged for that. You know, I'd heard of people having their promotions put on hold. I had heard of people being completely overlooked for pay rises because they were pregnant. Um, I know friends who will go for job interviews and, like, not wear their engagement ring. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, and it's all very real
0: because if you do tell your employer that you're pregnant straight away, you have a timeline. You know that you, at some point, are going to have to pause working for however long that ends up being. And you do, you do get disadvantaged. And there's also a lot of rhetoric surrounding mothers in the workplace. You know, oh, she's going to have to go early. She wants to work school hours. She wants this, she wants that. And there's not a lot of focus on what actually. You know, a mum can bring to the table when it comes to working. And it is, it is so unfair. Like, I've had these conversations with my partner because I've got 10 year old twins and now repart, and he's not got his own kids. And I'm saying to him, he would, he desperately wants a baby. And it's like, do you understand? What that does to me. Like, and I know that that's Mm, such an awful thing to say out loud, but it's a true thing because it's like, I will be the one who is sick. I will be the one who goes through the hormonal changes. I will be the one who loses my income through that period or has to work extra hard around it. And it's one of those things that does feel deeply unfair, but it's like, what's the other answer?
1: Like, what's the solution? Yeah. I know I think um, in finding out I was pregnant, like to your point around that rhetoric of or what people expect, how people expect a mum to be or if they want to leave early or how much they're looking after kids, just these stigmas that exist, I was also finding myself desperately trying to find content that would reassure me I can have both of these things at the same time. You know, I need to see a woman bringing their baby into a boardroom I need to see the that juggle exist online just from a career perspective so I can feel like you can get so in your head it sounds ridiculous you know there are two billion mothers in the world or something like that you know We're not the first people to have careers and babies, but it can feel like, is this something I'm capable of or how will this impact me individually? And of course it's hard and I have no idea how my life is about to change, but it's also so important for women who haven't yet experienced motherhood to also hear of women maintaining their career and having babies and see how they manage that juggle and what kind of support that they need or any little tactics or hacks for how to do it they've come up with. Because I think there also is a bit of a bias, and this might be a really bad thing to say, but I sometimes feel like there's a bit of a bias towards it being so hard and you see so much content on how hard it is and how I don't shower and I don't wash my hair and I haven't slept in five years and I think a lot of that content is quite it can be a little bit performative and exaggerated because it goes viral but it's just adding to all of our fears even more. I am so glad that you brought that up because that was my next point. I was going to
0: say, I remember when I had the boys, that was around the time that that kind of like hot mess mum content was really popular. And I just was never that. And I always found that kind of content really confronting and also really, it just rubbed me the wrong way because that wasn't my reality. And I'm really like aware now when I'm chatting with women who are pregnant, I never say things like, oh, you can kiss your sex life goodbye or you're never going to sleep again or your life's about to be ruined, like anything with that kind of undertone because that just wasn't my reality and I don't think that it's everyone's reality and that's not to say there weren't hard times, of course, mm. but it's the best thing ever.
1: It's the best mm. thing. Mm. Yeah, it's it's honestly so important to just have that representation across the board I think because you're right you know I've had people say to me who haven't even had children uh you know you should enjoy sleep now that'll change and I'm like you don't really know that and I don't want to hear this it's not it's not helpful you know I need to feel it for myself (laughs) like
0: horrible birth stories the moment you're pregnant everyone's like oh everyone wants to tell you how to give birth and all these things that are going to go awry and it's like that's it's not really going to help me
1: yeah yeah I also think if we could see I, I yeah I am feeling really determined to show the the journey of this and like how I can do both these things at once and I'm not going to try and make it look easy you know I'll be very very real about it because I just think that's the kind of content that helps and I hope it shows other women who might be in similar positions to me or you know can relate in some way that it doesn't have to be one or the other because feeling like it has to be one or the other was an exceptionally painful position to be in like watching people announced their pregnancies, knowing I wanted that too, but just didn't really feel like I was allowed because of my career was always a bit hard to see. And then seeing people share IVF journeys was a reminder, you know, that I was proactively delaying having children for my career. And was I going to eventually put myself in a hard position? And then you see people do egg freezing and you're like, fuck, you know, they're actually younger than me. Should I be doing egg freezing? And it's just such an anxious time no matter what direction you're going you know even if you want your child free you know dealing with loss dealing with infertility i think pregnancy content can be so trigger triggering in many different ways and there are like extremities around how that may affect you but i do feel like if we can all find ways to talk about it like considerately it just helps everyone feel seen and kind of gives space to everyone's different stories and experiences
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned there like being one or the other, being someone who has a career or being a mum. And I think striving to have that integration actually could be a bit of a safeguard as well in terms of not feeling like you've lost your identity. I think when we have babies, because it is a very all-consuming emotional, incredible love of your life type of time, you can almost fall down this hole of losing yourself. And I think from the offset, having that drive to have the integration and to keep one foot on the pedal and one foot on the gas at the same time, you might find that you don't actually struggle with feeling like you've completely lost yourself in the way that some other women, I think, do.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a great point. And I also feel like I've been chatting to founders that have children and I've really been desperately trying to understand, you know, tell me how it actually improved your productivity and your effectiveness. Like, are you better with time management? And it Are does. you procrastinating less? Yeah, and I think that stuff is also really important to hear. You know, you always hear that just you wait. But how about it's just you wait until a list of positives, because I think that just makes everyone feel a bit more capable.
0: I honestly think for a lot of people, when they do become parents, you do become a lot better at managing your time. I've always said that a mum can do more in an hour than she could do in a whole day before, because it's like, you just have this laser focus. And I also think there's this level of like, all of a sudden, you're really living to be an incredible role model. And I know that's a strange thing to say, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, hang on, wait, I've got one life and there's someone looking at me to learn how to do this. And it almost makes you rise up even higher, I think, in a lot of areas. And I'm sure that you'll experience that feeling.
1: Yeah, I already feel like it's put me into a bit of a turbo mode right now, you know, knowing that I'm soon going to be looking pretty pregnant. I don't know what my birth will look like. I don't know what my baby will be like. I'm not sure how much time I might need around that or if I feel like I can just come straight into an office. So it's really forcing me to step up from now. You know, how can I upskill my team? How can I make sure I have the best people in the room? How can I ensure everyone feels really clear on what they're owning and that they're just a gun at owning that thing and ensuring that, all the ducks uh, are in order and I think I I don't know if I would have, you know, done a handful of the stuff I've already started doing if it wasn't for this and I've always felt really ambitious and determined but it's always just been for myself and now I already feel like, okay, this is not just about trying to provide myself a great life. I'm now going to have a child depending on me for the rest of my existence so I need to get going. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when we th- when we think about stress, right, we often don't speak about eustress, which is the positive form of stress. And sometimes that positive side of stress does those things. It makes us work that little bit harder. It makes us feel more fulfilled at the end of the day as well. So I'm really interested to see how it unfolds for you. And you know, you can prepare and plan, but I think at the end of the day, you get the baby that you get, you know, and some people have easy breezy newborns and then some people have easy breezy toddlers and it's like you just have to see how it unfolds.
1: Like that's all you can mm. do. Yeah. How are you I'm feeling very now? very on edge. Are you? I'm feeling, well, my mum has told me from, you know, as long as I can remember, I was just a terrible baby, like really never slept, was a complete lunatic, and she's told me I deserve what I did to her. <laughs> so that's a bit alarming. But my partner apparently was, like, very chill as a baby, so I'm really hoping it's like him. But, yeah, I I felt very... I, I don't know. I've really processed all my emotions now. Like, I'm feeling excited. I've accepted this. I had some pretty bad morning sickness and just nausea, but that's all gone. And apparently I'm meant to feel euphoric at some point in trimester two, so I'm just waiting for that.
0: <laughs> Any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just jumping in here to wrap today's podcast episode, but remember part two of my conversation with Michelle is coming for you very soon. It will be live next week and that's when we dive into more of the entrepreneurship side of things and we chat about Michelle's tech startup. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please feel free to let me know. You can always slide into my DMs or jump on over to Instagram and leave a comment In our show notes, I've also popped Michelle's Instagram handle and a direct link to her pregnancy announcement if you want to jump on over and have a read. I appreciate you listening and I look forward to speaking with you very, very soon. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.